to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. You turn the motherfucking noise up. We get right into the proceedings this evening. Headphones at the start. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Small. Welcome to New York City. in my clothes don't make me have to relapse on these hoes take it back down the tax in a roll when i was hugging it niggas couldn't do nothing with it straight from the oven with it welcome back everybody to jump versus the world presents a bully and a hipster sports talk uh it's been a long time but like always i got my man here shaheed what's going on sir <sighs> nothing screams bringing the show back to picking the guy that shit it all over colin kaepernick Wow. Yeah, you picked a perfect song to talk about football, Jeff. I expected nothing less. Oh, my goodness. That is not why I picked the song. I picked the song because we back, man. We have not talked sports since March. You couldn't have picked somebody else. Uh, or did you down purpose, Mr. We, we passed kneeling. You picked that man. <laughs> Mr. Mr. The uncle of LLC rap. Uncle, we need to make real change. Like, give me money so I can do a Super Bowl show. You know, never mind. Nah, mm-hmm. you, you, you just yeah. like you just like Hope so much. I know <laughs> that's the whole thing. Yeah, and it, it fit. Cut the it hypocrisy out. Hypocrisy of the NFL. It's perfect. We are back. Back <laughs> on our BS. We are back. Uh, some things happened while we were gone that you may have heard us uh, talked about on the other side if you listen to us talk about movies, too. Uh, but the one thing that jumps out at me right now is just uh, I I am very interested to see how this plays out in the future with the XFL and The Rock and his wife. And there's some investors uh, buying it, taking it over. Uh, he seems really enthused about it. Uh, I don't know how many, you know, how much changes are going to happen with the actual games. Cause like we said before, we left, um, a while back in March or in February, whenever the XFL was going on that, you know, people were enjoying it. People were watching it. And, um, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen that. Probably what next year. I think he said 2021. I would, I would assume so. It'd be a perfect time. Cause it's like, it's a lot of people that would normally be playing in college that are like, I'm not playing right now during COVID. I need to kind of like be seen. And the XFL was serving that purpose, kind of like, you know, it's a farm system. It's kind of like in between college and the pros. And it was at the perfect time where people were missing sports and it wasn't trying to compete with the NFL. And it was enjoyable. Like, you know, for all the jokes that people were making, like it was, it was fun beyond the, biggest issue with offensive defensive line that's the kind of like the hardest thing to quote unquote fake and if i was the rock and if i was the investors i'd be like look it's a gap right now for players that need to be seen you know trying to get in the nfl we can fill that gap especially with delays of you know other sports like college football there's some some people playing some people not playing and 
a lot of players like I ain't messing around with this. If I'm the XFL, I'm paying people, and Kyle still won't be all oh, you can't pay the players it's an institution, all that nonsense. I jump right in and be a farm system. Push I push college right out the paint as much as possible. Um, yeah. I mean, from this previous XFL, uh, I do know some people got picked up. So it's like people the NFL is watching. It's not like they're not gonna be paying attention. Um because, you know, they always need backups. And I'm not saying, you know, nobody can't become a star, you know, from the XFL to go to the NFL and be a star or nothing like that. But, you know, they always – they're going to keep their eyes open over there for that. Um, I just laugh at the fact that uh, the, the storyline of Ballers basically became real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he left, lived out his TV show. Uh, second thing, well, should have not started with this, but – Whatever. I just wanted to get the XFL thing about because we haven't had a chance to talk about sports. But um, uh, NFL started Thursday, and uh, we started with the Chiefs and the Texans. And they wanted to show unity. And boy, oh boy, did we get what we expected. Because man, oh man, it was never, ever about kneeling. NFL uh, fans out there do not like unity. What you think about that, she? Hey, NFL fans, it's white fans. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. White people. <laughs> I mean, we need, to, we need to cut that out because it's kind of like it's a difference. And I talk about a lot of times with Philly sports. People like it's, it's fans come in all shapes and size and colors and political leanings, but it always tend to focus on the loud mouth, right wing, white, angry white guy. Like it's always about we can't piss them off. We can't. We don't want to hurt they feel like they not. It's not that many of them. It's not, and it's too much time spent on a bunch of loud mouths. And it's kind of like why are people surprised? Oh, I thought it'd be different. Like it had nothing to do with the. They don't care about the flag. They don't care about the troops. They just don't like black people. Let us hate. Let us be. let, Let us have racism in peace. That's what we want. Leave us alone. If I want to, they want to, they want you to, they want to be known, because that's the whole thing. That's why they boo. If you want to be peace, they want to said nothing. They knew exactly how it was gonna come off. Yeah. Like yes, we gonna go on and nothing encapsulated America than people booing black people stand for unity, followed by doing a tomahawk chop. Wow. Yeah, it's and it's kind of like you're defending Super Bowl champions, and the quarterback is one of the faces of the movement. Like we try to do stuff, and that should be kind of like they don't care about you if you ain't playing ball. Is is, and people know that people just like the excuses. You hear JJ Watt and all of them. Oh, I know. I didn't they know. They yeah, know that pissed exactly me off. What's going on? But they can't. What they gonna say? They gonna piss off. Because when you want to be G.I. Joe, you want to wrap your whole thing about being a hardworking, log-tossing American, you can't piss off that fan base. Because they, you know, because like, well, I can't piss off my fans. And if the black fans, I hope they understand, like, he knows exactly what's going on. All these people know. They just cowards. That's that's all it is to it. It's like, it's different. And you know how I know they know? Because you hear people like Howie Wall, who basically spells it out. I was watching Sunday Countdown. Sunday pregame show and he was like, you know, I thought I had perspective, you know, playing around black people and everything like that. And white people disappointed me because I see how y'all roll and it's kind of like, you know, we know what's going on and y'all want to basically hide it. 
Y'all don't want to listen. Like, it is like we see it with our own eyes. We see exactly what's going on. They're basically saying, treat us like human beings, don't kill us. And you're like, nah. That's <laughs> your response is like, yeah, pretty Ooh. much. And Chris Collinsworth, like, oh, oh it's bad. Let's just play some ball. <laughs> but that's that pissed me off. Yeah, I know we got all this going on, but I want to see some slants and drags. I was just like, <sighs> at boy. least he said, at least he acknowledged that the fact that it was wrong. Because some people don't even want to do that. So I know people kind of got annoyed at that because it's kind of like, he's speaking of the whole point. It's kind of like, you know, yes, it's bad. Racism is bad. It sucks. We need to do something. Let's play some football. And it's a lot of people who feel that way too. And I don't even blame them. At least they acknowledge what's going on. Not the ones that got, oh, no, they, they're booing peace. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, maybe I need to rehear the tape. Not that head in the sand crap that some people are doing. Is, but um, the, it is what it is. Yeah. The the same people that booed are the same people end up cheering. And what? Not even what? Five minutes into the game? I'm people, just like, whatever. People are hypocrites. And we've talked about all the time. I don't even think people really like sports as much as they think they do. It's kind of like, or let me let me rephrase. They may like sports. They don't like players. I learned that from NBA Twitter and how people talk about people like y'all really don't like players, do y'all? Y'all like making fun of them, but y'all really like them. Yeah, um, yeah. But moving on from that actual game, uh, the Chiefs picked up where they <laughs> left off at with the added uh, weapon at running back and. Sammy Watkins was the man that night uh, because Sammy Watkins and the running back, uh, what's his name, Edwards? I can't think you're of his name. You're going to get his name wrong. Yeah, Edwards, I know. You know Caleb Ellis, Edwards Hilaire. There you go. I am. C-E-H, because that's what we do with people these days. We just call them by the initials. <laughs> C-E-H. Yeah, that, that might be right for me. But, you know, the uh, one thing about this game, what I did notice is that uh, – yeah, the uh, Houston Houston looks a lot different without uh, their number one wide receiver that's now playing in Arizona, um, Hopkins. It it was just a jarring because I just remember you know these last couple of years you know oh just go to DeAndre Hopkins just go to DeAndre Hopkins and they were saying that without him oh you know he can free up he doesn't have to always he can move the ball around. He doesn't have him there. And I was just like, oh, I guess. I mean, but it seemed like Fuller was getting a, a workload now. So Fuller's going to be the number one guy. That's what, like, game one. And that's, that's going to be a problem because his main issue has been staying healthy. Right. So if you rely on him for that, I mean, look, Bill O'Brien can say we want to talk well, you saw how much money he got. We couldn't have paid him that way. So, and David Johnson scored a touchdown. I guess the trade might know it then. You do not trade when you get the top a top four receiver in their prime because you don't want to pay them. And I get sick all that. Like this year, a lot of times we can talk about people getting new deals, and all the time you can't pay people this much. You can't. Do, I'm like, don't. Then why get them? And if yeah, I'm sick of NFL fans wanting to be owners because they know they can never be players. Everybody want to be GMs. Oh, well, you know, you can. It's fungible. You can just don't pay this guy. Don't pay that guy. Oh, boy. You can't. Before, you know, <laughs> rule used to be if a defensive player makes over makes a hundred million dollars, they ain't going to win the Super Bowl. Till the Eagles won a Super Bowl, and then it's kind of like, oh, you can't pay a quarterback that amount of money. It's gonna mess up the cap. Wide receivers don't deserve that amount of money because they never won. Don't pay a running back that money because you can get a new one. It's like, who do y'all want to pay? Left tackles? 
That seems to be the only position people don't com- complain about salary because everybody else, you pay a quarterback that amount, Jalen Ramsey get that, DeAndre Hopkins, they, they ain't never won. Um, the people, then who you paying? The people who talk about money like that loves to play Madden and GM mode <laughs> because I'm just like, what the fuck are you? Uh, do you work in the office and financials or something? Like, stop. You got it. Get the cheap QB, and then you can pay other people, but don't pay them too much. And don't do, I'm like, yeah, you expect it's... if they're good, pay them. That's the point of having good players. Like, I want them to be good up until the time it's paying them. Like, nah, uh, I want some more cheap labor. Y'all sound like South Africans <laughs> from the eighties. Like, y'all, America need to cut this whole. I want good service, and I don't want to pay for it stuff. Like, no, you are not gonna tell a black person that. With his straight face and be like, yeah, I'm cool. No, that's trash. And you saw what DeAndre Hopkins did Sunday. Oh, yeah. We'll, uh, get we'll get there. He got busy. Yeah. But speaking so, of speaking of paying, uh, the Vikings paid Dalvin Cook. He got his money. Just say you want to talk about your team. Uh yeah, go ahead. He, that was a perfect that was a perfect segue. Um so I'm just gonna talk about what I saw from the game. Uh the number one thing is our cornerbacks are young. The youngest in the league. Aaron Rodgers is going to pick on them because that's what he does. I was expecting that. Uh, and that second quarter in the game really just, that's when everything went down here when uh, they put up 19 points. The O-line is going to be an issue all year like it seems like it always is for Minnesota. And I have Mr. COVID uh, as my quarterback. Oh, I'm not sorry, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Does that okay? I'm glad you brought that up. Does that really matter? If he was all like, we need to wear a mask and everything. No, and he, he played the way he played Sunday. Would you have felt any better? I don't think so. I, I just, I just, right. I just see what this season's gonna be. Just watching the um, defense and it was, it's, it was one game. I, and it, can, keep I, in can mind, I? Can I finish? No, no. <laughs> You cannot finish because I know exactly where you're going. They had young cornerbacks, and then y'all complain about y'all older veteran quarterbacks last year. I I, I wasn't finished. <laughs> Which you? Yeah, no. Uh-uh. You done? I'm gonna let you jump in. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Keep in mind before you make a prediction of how you feel about the season. Is the first game. And they didn't play any preseason, and practice was was limited because of COVID precautions. Right. So, just remember that. I I so was. I, I, thank you. I didn't even finish, but you said all that good stuff. And I just what I wanted to say was, I feel like that this is going to be a season where everybody's going to get their legs. I'm just speaking of all the teams, and I'm talking about teams that got bad and even teams that played well. You know, it's going it's going to be a process because we did play like three or four preseason games. So this is really their first interaction with uh, another team. So I'm fine with losing one game. I, ain't, I know we ain't going to go 16-0. I'm cool with that. And I know we ain't the damn Chiefs. So <laughs> all that nonsense, I like the way we played. We didn't give up. We still put up uh, 34 points. I, I just know it's going to be some growing pains in, in, on the defense. And I'm fine with that. I'm good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did. We, and again, it's Aaron Rodgers. What the fuck? And he said he's – We did we didn't give up. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's shit like that. <laughs> it's shit like that that just infuriates me. Hey, man. It just sound like all oh, these folks, they, they had grit. They tried. 
What did we? What did we? go through all last year? I said, "Hey, run the ball, <laughs> run the ball, and don't make any mistakes." Everybody sound like Rex Ryan. Yeah, I'm a caveman. All this. Oh, nobody. No. Put your hand to the ground. Run. <laughs> I know I sound stupid, but I'm going to say this shit anyway. Man, whatever. It's The Vikings going to have the same things they always had, and it's kind of like, you know, you pay Dalvin Cook. You don't have Stephon Diggs, but you got, you know, your great white hope, Adam Thielen, there. And, <laughs> I mean, it hasn't, the thing is, you know, it's, oh, and also, you know, your defense has improved. You always worry about your defense. And you got in um, Yannick Ngakwe from Jacksonville. So you still have a strong set of linebackers. You still have a strong set of safeties. You, you know, it's, you're going to go as far as Kirk Cousins take you. And you know exactly where that path leads. Uh, so thank you. I would just say, I would just say enjoy watching. And I know you kind of feel a certain way. Like he said that stupid stuff about coronavirus, anything like that. And I'm like, you can laugh at what it don't got nothing to do with playing football. Oh, because if uh, listen, that's just jokes. I'm not gonna sit here and like blah blah blah. You know, because whatever he feels, whatever he feel as far as that go. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm never I bet, been a hundred percent fan of his. So I bet you change your tune if you say, yeah, you know, I'm. I think the Klan's a good organization. He said, "What the Klan's a great organization?" I bet you. Yeah. I wonder oh how yeah, far get them the whole, fuck up out of here then. Yeah. How far does I don't care what they do off the field go? Because it only like goes as, have our limits. Yeah, they, that is true. It has its limits. But with that, that's a personal choice. It's an idiotic choice because I know exactly what he, that video I sent you of that old man is exactly what he said. He just said it in a different tone and it sounded nicer. I'm ready to embrace my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. So yeah. Call for me with his love. I can't, I can't take his spit or love. I got a mask on. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, yeah, we lost 43-34. Uh, uh go ahead and talk about your uh <laughs> your Eagles. Yeah, you know what? And you're oh. right too. It hit me this year cuz I I actually went into the Twitter world of the Eagles. Yo, I thought we were insane, but that thing about George Floyd took the cake Sunday from the Minnesota fans, but uh y'all are wild. I've never seen a fan base that hates hates their quarterback. Let me tell you something. I've been an Eagles fan since the 80s. I've got to see Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, Mike Vick, and Carson Wentz. And the two most beloved quarterbacks during that time frame I've been alive are Jeff Garcia and Nick Foles. Insane. That's all you need to know. Like, it... Philly fans are just instead just miserable and they're rotten. And people think, oh, we won a Super Bowl. It's going to come down. No, it didn't come down a bit. It made things worse because then now they're arrogant because, like, oh, we deserve to win all the time. And look, the game was what the game was. The first half, they were doing, you know, everything was clicking all cylinders. Defense was getting stops. Offense was moving. They got 17 zip. You know, throw the intercept. You know, they throw an interception late second quarter. Watch the score. Like, okay, clean it up. You know what happened? Is a multiple thing that happened. One, you can only do so much if your offensive line is injured. And they already went in with two. You know, Brandon Brooks is out. 
torn his, his um, Achilles. Lane Johnson hurt his ankle. Washington strength is their defensive line because they had a lot of first-round draft picks in that line. Then the backup tackle gets hurt. So now you're playing your third-string tackle. You're playing a line that hasn't had any snaps together, that hasn't really played together, playing against a, a team where their strength is the line. And for whatever reason, it's kind of like I got a new tone I want to use. It's like, let's do these nine-step drops because I want to use the speed. It's just, you know, yeah, I could throw the ball four yards down the field. I want to throw it 40. And part of that's because Carson Wentz is stubborn. It's like, I'm going to get this playoff, damn it. I don't care what you want to tell me. And part of it, like, Doug Peters is calling, like, we need to take shots because that whole last year dinking stuff stuff doesn't work. But it gets to a point where you kind of, like, you know, it's not working. You, your quarterback doesn't have enough time to get these plays off, and he's stubborn anyway, so stop calling. Eight sacks. Like, yeah. eight. It was rough. And it didn't matter that much the first half. It mattered that much the second half. And it's kind of like, it just, you know, you kept playing into Washington's strengths, and, you know, a drop here, a pick here, a fumble here. Like, you know, it's just kind of like steamroll. And Washington offense wasn't like, driving up and down the field they're just starting out you know you start at the eagles 49 yard line and your 45 yard line you don't have to go that far down of makes things easier so that part i get the injuries is this yeah man it's like damn uh, again <laughs> again it's like year three and people talk you know people blame the you know the medical i'm like football is just tough I mean, what the medical staff want to do? Give them a healing factor? You know, like, it's not their fault Lane Johnson had to get surgery on his ankle. It's not their fault. Like, they were missing Lane Johnson. They were missing Miles Sanders. They were missing Javon Hargrave. They were missing Derek Barnett. Then Deshaun Jackson's taking it easy because they don't want to hurt him the whole year. So he plays. Then he sits out for, like, 10 minutes and plays again. And it's kind of like, they were missing a, a whole bunch of good starters. So I'm I'm not worried too much. I'm like, if they get a reason to be healthy, that'll be fine. Like I've seen enough on their offense and defense to see when those pieces are there, when you actually have Miles Sanders running and not Corey Clement running, you'll be fine. When you have Lane Johnson playing, you'll be fine. When they have their health, I'm not expecting everybody to be healthy, but by October, mid-October, November, they'll be fine. And people aren't paying attention anyway because everyone assumes for whatever reason the Cowboys going that division. My whole thing is with Carson Wentz. It's like <sighs> Eagles fans are just insane. And you know what I realized? Just getting all like tough sports toward I'm like, I'm kind of done with it. I saw a tweet by a writer. I'm not going to mention his name because he's notorious for bad takes. And he put out some whole thing since 2018. Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are 14 and 14. And I saw that. And the reason I saw it is because a cow, the a Cowboys blog retweeted it, and a Cowboys fan quoted the Cowboys blog. And I was just sitting there, and I'm kind of like, one, you pick that time frame because you that means you get to skip 2017, you know, the year Carson Wentz would have won MVP if he get hurt, the year they won the Super Bowl. And it's kind of like, it's this whole idea like that was a fluke. And since then, what you see is what you get. Ignoring a whole bunch of context. I'm like, you know, he came back early from an ACL and then broke his damn back. 
in 2018. And then 2019, threw for 4,000 yards throwing the gym teachers the second half of the season. But, like, what do we talk? And is this whole thing, like, you know, Carson Wentz ain't that good. He's overrated. I can, we should have kept Nick Foles. And somebody described Mitch Tubisky as a broken sprinkler. <laughs> and yet he won the job over Nick Foles. Like, I, and I'm just sitting here and I'm hearing how people talk about, you know, we need to do something about the coach and the GM and the quarterback. They all read. I'm like, Philly fans just like being miserable. And I saw that tweet and I saw the talk around it. And you know, I'm like, I checked out. I'm like, y'all, y'all say what y'all want. Like, people just going, people just like being angry. There's like being mad. And I'm like, you're going to be mad with stuff you can't control. Like, you know why they lost. It's like they had a bad second half. Washington got hot. They're injured. It's, it's plain and simple. I'm like, that's that's what happened. And it's like, oh, the Eagles, are the Eagles doomed? Are they ruined? I'm like, <laughs> all the stuff we've seen this past weekend, I'm like, uh, you think they panicked in Tampa Bay? Because I saw the Tom Brady washing machine jokes and it's talking about if he'd have played his division, he'd have retired six years ago. And I'm like, y'all need that. It's one week. Now, I know people like getting their jokes off, but it's not jokes. And that's why, I, that's why I'm like, I like humor, but I like it when it's funny. I don't like clown shit. And NFL Twitter, too many people just saying shit to get likes and it's getting noticed. The the Tom Brady shit was just, I you know what that was? That was just everybody, you know, like Twitter always is. I'm my my joke gonna be the one to hit, or my joke gonna be funny, the funniest. And I was just like, yeah, it's week one, so I'm not putting too much into this because I'm like, week one again, like we said, no preseason, limited practice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Talk to me when it's like week nine or week 10 or something like that, then, you know, that's when we will really see where everybody's at. But right now, nah, I'm not buying it. Uh, nah, he, he'll wash, he washed no Rob Gronkowski. He, he done and all that. I'm everybody like, one. Kept, wait a minute. Everybody, everybody kept saying Rob, Rob Gronkowski, oh, he's slow. I always thought he was slow for some reason. He was just like, it was just did. hard to tackle him. He just, I mean, he wasn't super slow, but he wasn't like, Play even like Jimmy Graham, he's just a big mobile man. Okay, we ain't talking about, we ain't talking about George Kittle or Travis Kelsey. No, 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 no. But, but wait, people talking, oh, he moving so slow, he need to get out. I'm like, I always thought he ran, uh, you know, just talk. And what I have learned is, and what has turned me off the sports online, no, it's mostly online, is people rather make fun of people doing bad than celebrate people doing good. Because it's like, well, Patrick Mahomes good. How many times can I say that? <laughs> Let me talk about somebody <laughs> being bad. I'm like, oh, even, shit. maybe it's because a lot of people have never been good at anything. So maybe maybe they can relate. Maybe it makes them feel better to bring people down. Because I'm like, yeah, if you've never been excellent in anything, you don't know what it feels like. You don't know what it looks like. So how could you relate to that? It's easy like, oh, he suck because I suck too. Yeah, I just think you know, I just think that thing is is a thing of oh, like your team, the Eagles, and my team, the Vikings, and you can rib on me about whatever, and I can rib on you about whatever. But then it goes outside the line of well, what well, this dude in, in fucking uh, 
Cleveland sucks. Oh no, he just sucks. Oh, he so he just got up one day, said, I want to play football. They let him on the field. <laughs> oh, you part of the team, buddy. Like, yeah, pe- like people I had mean, to get there. To, it's stuff to joke about. Like it's but it's kinda like you gotta have limits. Like you can like Baker Mayfield, you gonna make jokes about him being basically being a coward. Oh yeah. Whole, well, I was gonna kneel, but I don't want to be distraction. I realize, you know, it's gonna be more divisiveness, so I'm not going to. Did he end up kneeling anyway? I don't know. I, 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 I don't, yeah, I'm not it's sure. Like, see, stop giving people passes to the cookout. That's a joke. Right. Oh no, people love his dances. Oh, 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 yeah, he can come to the cookout. Oh yeah, he can. Uh-huh. He can have the auxiliary cord. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see how far that got you. I'll take white guy do a Millie rock. <laughs> it's fine to, you know, uh, do our dances and talk, use our slang and have our swagger. Uh, but, uh-oh, when it's time to ride for us. Oof. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Just do what the Eagles did. They come out when the anthem played. They were like, nah, tell me with the song over. Come out then. And keep it moving. So, but no, it's if you want to make jokes about that, that's fine. Plan to a limit. Like people make people like you know Buffalo Bills fans because they treat Josh Allen, he Joe Montana. Man, right? So that he missed the pass by twenty yards. Pat Mahomes missed the pass by fifteen yards too. They was like, yeah, because he he threw a no look pass a year after he won the MVP through fifty touchdowns. He was playing around. Josh Allen wasn't playing around. I was throwing no look laterals in the playoffs, and he he's similar to Dominic McNabb. What they both human? <laughs> they both got legs. Like y'all people just be saying like stuff like that. It's like we got working eyes. Like come on now. Like and, and a lot of it is this whole thing. Well, he ain't Tyrod Taylor. Y'all just bumping him up because of affirmative action and. <laughs> So bug it if it is, and, it is. I'm trying to see more black quarterbacks. We had ten of them. I mean, and the whole thing is about the amount of black quarterbacks that's in the league. Somebody pulled up, made a good point. Almost all of them have either won a playoff game or been a Pro Bowl once, and the only ones who haven't are like you know, one's a backup, one's a first round pick, and two more second round picks. So it's kind of like either ain't a whole bunch of black journeyman quarterbacks, right? That's the whole thing. Ain't no black Ryan Fitzpatrick's anymore. Yeah. Like Charlie Batch had Charlie Batch had that. And that was kind of it. Like basically either you're a pro bowler, you you're a good starter, or you ain't in the league. This, you know, ain't this whole I who's who's the black Josh McCown? Nobody? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Josh Josh Johnson. Oh. Who came back oh, at the fourth? No, we had black ones kind of like, well, we can't hire Kyle Kaepernick anymore, so let's get a black guy who had to play. Like, Vince Young went to be in a pro bowl and it's vanished. Yeah, vanished. That's, that's still wild to me. Nathan Peterman still getting jobs. He was never good. Yeah, but I just, like I, I was telling somebody before, it's, it's good for my eyes to see all these black quarterbacks starting because I remember when it was only like one or two. You're just like, damn. Mm-hmm. So, um, any other games that you watched? Uh, I know I fell asleep watching the Rams and Dallas. And would you like to? Get- I didn't watch. I didn't watch the Rams and Dallas game. I, I caught the the end of it, and it was funny because Cowboys fans was making fun of me 
you know, oh, that's what y'all get losing to what y'all lost to a team that didn't have a name. And I'm like, yeah, y'all got to play against a grizzly bear. Aaron, <laughs> somebody wrote Aaron Donald. He he'd be better if he stopped if he was good against the run. That's why I say he would just be saying anything. That man's a defensive tackle with a six pack. Just think about that. In the pros, not high school. We ain't talking about like Brian Pillman playing defensive tackle. We're talking about grown ass man. And I'm watching him throw around all pro linemen and running backs like they were cruiserweights. And I'm just laughing. And same old Cowboys. It don't matter who the coach is. It's like, yeah, it's a fourth and three. Let's run a two yard, let's run a two yard pass play. We need three, let's get two. Uh, and it's like, that's why I laughed when I was looking at the predictions and everybody ESPN picked the Cowboys to win the division and no, I picked the Eagles to win the playoffs. And I'm like, what changed between last year and this year? Nothing. Like, coach. I mean, okay, y'all got, got CD Lamb, y'all changed the coach. Um, y'all lost, you know, y'all lost Byron Jones. Oh, they got, oh, they got, they got Everson Griffin too. Oh, okay. And I got Alden Smith. He finally got his life back together. Okay, so you got a nice, strong defensive line. You got linebackers that always get hurt. And Leighton Vander Esch got hurt again. You're starting tight end. He's out for the year. I'm like, the offense was never the problem. I'm like, people are always like, oh, the Cowboys, they draft great for you. I'm like, the Cowboys always draft great. What difference does it make? Yeah, I think um I mean it's the same it's what has changed beside the fact that now you're paying Dak Prescott a whole lot of money and you have to pay him a lot more because you wanted to be cheap. <laughs> it is it's the whole thing. I'll make it for like oh my oh, you know, Chip pay him Carson Wentz money, even though we he better than Carson Wentz. Now you gotta pay him a lot more. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay him like you're gonna pay him at least what, forty? Just for this season, right? No, he paid. No, he making like thirty for the season. Like resigning him, he gonna have to get at least Deshaun Watson money. Yeah, it's only gonna get worse with these contracts. So, uh, and he, you could have got him for Jared Goff money, but nah, you had Emerson Tabo. He should take a discount and make, <laughs> Nick, and make Nick Foles money. Are y'all insane? So no, I uh -oh. like that game. Um, I caught a little bit of the Ravens. <sighs> yeah. I just let people people don't if people don't pay attention to certain things, they still get this whole thing. Well, Lamar Jackson just runs around. Stop thinking because they black. That's all they do. Like, it's, well, shit. Didn't some, didn't some uh, defender from that team? Um, who did they go against? The Browns say something like, "Oh, we know what they're gonna do. They only do one Beat thing." Your ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're gonna do. Beat your ass, and that's what they did. We yeah, already know what they're gonna do. That Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry making fun of Marcus Peters getting paid, and then they, boy, Odell Beckham like he might as well be in witness protection. He went to Cleveland in his Ooh. career, went down the toilet. Ooh, Baker Mayfield is one read and run around like a black quarterback. If Baker Mayfield was black, they'd be slamming the hell out. They'd be saying how he can't read defenses and he ain't smart. Shit. I, listen, man, I, I, I'm not understanding right there because what you said is right on the nose. And I'm just like, yeah, if he was a different color, there'd be, yo, we want it. Put somebody else in. Where the backup? Find somebody else. I mean, you fucking, ha never mind. I'm not even going to get into that. But 
All that talent. You got Nick Chubb. We got those receivers. You got that tight end. You got way too much offensive talent to just be. It's the same thing, 49er syndrome. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Stop this. Stop talking about football without mentioning that Jimmy G. Uh-oh. <laughs> the whole thing is you can save a lot of money by cutting him. Cause like, you know, the dead cap number is that small. And they set the contract up that that amount. And I'm like, he just handsome. He ain't, he's not good. Uh-oh. All right. And maybe it's kind of like, you know, well, he better than Jared Goff. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like, know. I, you I, can, I don't know. You can pee- I mean, that one, the whole fact that you don't know says all you need to say about <laughs> both of them. And two yeah. is like, you're in a division with Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. So you that whole thing is like, if they had a common quarterback, they don't want the Super Bowl. And if they had a common quarterback now, they'd probably be a Super Bowl favorite. Ain't gonna be no Super Bowl favorite with that man. Yeah, like they would you ever be? Would you ever be confident? Like oh, we've had this discussion. <laughs> no, no. And last year I was kind of like, ah, no. Nope. And, it, and it's nope. just like with Dallas. You look at the quarterback position. You just like I'm. I don't know. That's why I always laugh because I get on the Cowboy fan all the time because they like talking about my quarterback. If you ask Jerry Jones which quarterback he'd rather have, you already know the answer. You know how I know? Because he wanted to trade up to get Carson Wentz. He got Dak Prescott way later. He lucked out with Dak Prescott. And I'm like, be honest with yourselves. I always tell Cowboys fans, look at the talent that they surround with Dak Prescott and look at the talent that the Eagles surrounded with Carson Wentz. 2017, when the Eagles' talent was fine and healthy, they blitzed people. Last year, with no healthy wide like. Their first three wide receivers are all out. Their starting tight end was out. And they still beat Dallas to win the division. Push came to shove. I'm like, that man was throwing the tight ends and practice squad wide receivers like, oh, Greg, Greg Ward and Hattie, but I never even heard of. <laughs> he was out there. And they and Dallas had Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And the ghost of Jason Witten and all this talent they put around in the office, all this talent they put around that push came to shove. They ain't win. So, but I get the whole thing. It's kind of like, so there's a hesitance. Like, do we really want to pay this guy this amount of money? Because we know he's good. When push comes to shove, how good is he? But at the same time, it's kind of like, if you don't have anybody better, if you don't have an alternative, you got to pay him. Like, mistakes aren't paying quarterbacks a lot of money. Mistakes are paying the wrong quarterback a lot of money. Mm, that is true. Um, And just to mention that, yes, the 49ers did lose the game 24 to 20. Uh, I'm trying to think. I did watch another game because I was something I wanted. Oh, I did want to check out the uh, Colts with – um. <laughs> with my uh what's it, my man Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to see how it was going to be. Uh yeah, it was just weird. And then I knew that was gonna be like the even seeing Tom Brady with the Buccaneers, you know, it was just like okay. But um yeah, the Colts gonna Colts. So it was what no, it was. Philip Philip Rivers going Philip Rivers. Oh yeah, because he's a gunslinger, so 
<laughs> you already know what you're going to get with that. Philip Rivers is Eli Manning with more kids. That's all he is. You wouldn't say great value, uh, Brett Favre? He ain't nowhere close. Uh, I just feel like he just, I'm going to sling it. I no, don't give a shit. He ain't nowhere close. It's like he put up a whole lot of numbers, but you look at the teams he's been on and you look at his record and it's like that. And it's kind of like, no. Fuller River is somebody that looks real good if you don't pay attention. Like if you're a casual fan, you think about, he's the inverse of Matt Ryan. Like Matt Ryan gets slammed. Like Matt Ryan is a lot better than people give him credit for. And Phillip Rivers is a lot worse than people make him out to be. Yeah, because if you ask about great quarterbacks, they never mention Matt Ryan because the or they miss like oh he's bland or they blew the Super Bowl. I mean Matt Ryan's won an MVP. The Falcons like like Matt Ryan's always decent to good and sometimes very good. You just never talk about him because like it's Matt Ryan. They talk about him like he met Stafford. And speaking of which, I want to talk about basketball before we go. Somebody I saw someone on Twitter. Oh, you know Matt Stafford. Look at that throw. He's been elite. You know, Matt Stafford's been to Pro Bowl once. <laughs> yes. I, I, you, I, if, I if somebody asked you how many times Matt Stafford's been to Pro Bowl, you would guess, like, what, three times? Just by, you know, just by like being an Austin or something. Cause like, no, if I didn't I mean, know. But being that I know, I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah, once. But I knew that because it's just like, you would think, oh, he's been, like, at least five times, right? Nope. At least three or four. <laughs> I'm like, he got to throw to Calvin Johnson. I mean, how do you get to have one of the greatest, the, the arguably greatest CBA gener- of his generation in his whole career, and you go to Pro Bowl one? It's the Pro Bowl. And that was the year that they uh, Calvin Johnson broke the, broke all those numbers, won't it? Broke the yeah. uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like 2,000 yards. I'm like, he, he is, he's a lead at the bank. Yeah, that's about it. Because he was like the last of those, you know, rookies get all this money. He'd be getting extensions based off that since he probably made close to like a quarter of a billion dollars off of NFL salaries. And, and for what? The, the goal nine and seven. They must really the like him. They like He must have a real great relationship with upper management because I'm just like. They, don't got, they ain't got nothing to do with that. It's it this whole don't? thing is kind of like, no, you know what it is? I know what I got. I guess. You watch CBS. If you watch CBS sitcoms, this is the, he's Kevin James. <laughs> I don't know about watch, but I know what you're saying though. I know no, exactly it's kind of like those whole thing. Like, why is that woman married to this slump old man? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, get what I know what, he is what he is. I could have. I used to date a lot worse. I'm fine. Sometimes it's like you know Matthew Stafford. I'm fine, and I always. That's why I laugh because it's kind of like. Eagles, you know, I say Eagles fans are spoiled. They don't know, they don't know what being bad is. We might have like a bad year, like a bad year for us might be like six and ten, five. We had that like once every six to seven years. I can't since like what yeah, I want to say two thousand. We might have been like bad maybe what like three times in twenty years. Yeah, and you want to know why? Because they always because for the most part they've been stable at quarterback. When you stay away at quarterback and you got a good line, you're gonna win at least seven to eight games automatically. That's true. And it's and I like y'all be talking like ask Dolphin fans what being bad looks like. 
as Bills fans would be in bed, like not just one, like six, seven years. When's the last time Tampa Bay beat the playoffs? What'd they say? 2000, what? Seven? 2008? You know, that's why I always love talking to you because there I feel a lot better about the Vikings because <laughs> I'm like, shit, we may not want the Super Bowl, but we, we ain't been the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's a whole bunch of it's a yeah. you'd be a certain fan base, you'd be like, What are you talking about? Like, it was two years ago or three years ago, Jacksonville was like having a a decent coast to going to the Super Bowl. Look at them now. So we tank yeah. for Trevor Lawrence, and so we go with Garden Minshew. It was not that long ago, Jacksonville was the squad, Saxonville. Jalen Rams, everybody talking trash. They was should have been. A, we thought we were gonna be playing them in the Super Bowl, but their coach was a coward because they didn't trust Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles was holding them back for good reasons. Like it wasn't that long ago, and look at them now. When do you think that team going back to the Super Bowl? Oof. Exactly. I don't even. All those all pro and Pro Bowl players on defense, almost all of them somewhere else, getting paid by somebody else or retired. Like it can just like that. So I always like had, had some oh, uh, the Eagles they might be doomed. I'm like, Psh. why don't you ask the Giants and Washington how their team look? You want you want to know what doom look like? Ask them. It's always uh you put things in perspective, and I feel a lot better uh, today right now after hearing that. Uh, Cousins, would you rather be would you rather be a Vikings fan or a Lions fan? W- say that again. Gotta be a Vikings fan or a Lions fan. Oh, Vikings! What the fuck? All right, yeah. Would you really want to be rooting for Matt Stafford? Oh hell no! Because I see what Vikings, okay. I see what the uh, Lions fans go through. Ugh. Yeah, I'm good. Especially them not things. Just, yeah, Damn. not just lose, but lose horribly. Like they're the type of team. Like, oh, we gonna we gonna blow a 13 point lead with five minutes left, or in that whole or Matt Patricia talking about. I call. I don't know why they get mad at me. I ain't drop it. <laughs> Pencil chewing idiot that's where uh, he did Belichick. And I watched that play and I was like, Yeah, that was a touchdown. You just turned around and you had to be like, football's tough. But then you know what? You know what ain't tough? Just saying, you know, we'll play better. Cause uh, <laughs> the reporter asked, you know, you guys have a history of blowing games. How you feel about that? Oh, you know, I call it the best defensive play in history. One of talking about the play. Oh no! <laughs> you know I did that, so I don't know what you're talking about. No. Oh shit! Um, shout out to the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, they won the game 27-23. I don't know how the fuck they won this game because when I saw it, Detroit was leading the whole game. I must have like stopped paying attention. I like, stopped paying attention. Detroit stopped playing, and then they blew their chance to win at the end. Like Detroit had the game won, the dude dropped the pass. It happens. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it seemed like a Detroit thing. Before we get uh, stop talking about football, shout out to uh, Cam Newton because he came in like Superman. And yeah, the they Patriots. Tracy. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels got a new toy to play with. Uh, they can do a lot of things that they couldn't do with Brady, especially with Cam Newton's um, legs. And that's just going to, I think that's going to help them out a lot. <laughs> People thought Stidham was going to have a chance to start. They lost their goddamn mind. <laughs> I just laugh. It's kind of like, we ain't learned our lesson with people writing off Carmelo Anthony, talking about he can't play anymore. I'm like, that's because some nerds told you to. Them, some nerds in Houston. 
And yeah, let's talk a little about Amy before we go. Mm-hmm. I would just say it's hard to win in the NBA and it takes luck. But I will say, try to act like you're smarter than everybody and try to computer your way to win a championship really works. And I will hope we learned our lesson seeing what happened to the Houston Rockets. Uh, isn't that the whole Dan Tony thing? He's been doing that for like ever, trying to win nah, with. No, no. no. Blame, people want to blame Dan Tony, and that's the easy way out. You need to blame Daryl Morey. Oh, okay. He's the one like, we go change the way you play ball. He treats pe- people like stocks. That's why I'm like, you know, we need to get these sociopaths out of basketball where it's like everything is like, you know, just, and you know, analytics <laughs> is just a tool you use. So one of many. Would you tell and people me- like, you know, like we, we going to place and keep in mind, we just kind of forgot how Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey kind of start off the season, messed up everybody's money and have LeBron James like called a puppet of China. Like, it's kind of like, we forgot all about that. This is kind of like slid on the radar. We ain't talking about that now because COVID kind of like distracted us from that. <laughs> so and then he, he, he absolutely must have watched Moneyball, right? He had to see Moneyball. He was like, oh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, I'm going to win with numbers. He always been that way. But this year he doubled down. It's like, you know, we're going to play small. And since we, you know, we have a, they, like last year we have a, they realize we can't play Clint Capella against Golden State, so we're going to play small because that's the way to go. We're going to go five out, and we're just going to blitz everybody. And I'm like, that's cool until you play somebody that's big that can move around. Like, don't you know Anthony Davis exists? Yeah, you know right. he's on the Lakers, right? You know you're going to have to play him, right? Like, you think you just, they thought they were going to skip the Lakers somehow and just, you know, like, well, we don't need any big men because we're not going to play the team with good big men. Like, that shit works until it doesn't work. And you can't... Golden State was able to do that because you had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, some of the best shooters of all time. And you had Draymond Green, who is small but plays big. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of wings that was kind of like can shut people down. And then, just in case they ain't enough, you bring in Kevin Durant, a damn praying mantis that can pull up from 35. That's also seven foot tall and likes lying and saying he's six foot ten. So <laughs> you can't play Golden State's way if you don't have Golden State's talent. And they tried it. Like that whole James Harden honky talk man offense works great in the regular season. But sooner or later he gets tired. It happened again. He had a bad playoff like he always happened. Mm-hmm. And he going but instead we're gonna blame Russell Westbrook. Just like we blame Oof. Playing Chris Paul last, we played Chris Paul before. Playing Dwight Howard before that, it's all you know. Capella, it, it, they just went down the list, and it's, they never want to look at him. I'm like that style works until it doesn't work, and like that shit don't work in the playoffs. Like well, yes, like how many times are gonna have to keep having bad playoff series before it's like yeah, we need to we need to give him a different type of help and play different. Like, oh, you from no. I mean the fucking. Uh, uh, Jesus, we just saw a documentary of fucking Jordan doing that same bullshit, and you saw how far that took him until he got uh, the right pieces around him. Well, that's a whole different thing, because one, Jordan was doing that because he had to, and it's like, yeah, you need to trust the team. Yeah, but it's different trusting Scottie Pippen and trusting Orlando Warwich. So, I can understand Jordan's kind of temperament about that, but also kind of like, you need help when you're playing teams that have help. 
And the thing with Houston is kind of like this whole, they keep thinking like, oh, we just scheme it this way and we can, we just going to do things our way. We don't, we don't need height. We got shooting. Yeah, we, you have shooting until you don't have shots. And then you don't have shots. That's what you have. And that's exactly what you bring. They lucked out where they should have lost to OKC. And they right did. But I don't know why people thought, oh, we gonna, they, they set to beat the Lakers. You really think LeBron James was losing to them four I, games? I, I, I definitely did. <laughs> Some people did, especially after game one. It's like, oh, yeah, they ain't ready for that. And that's why I put that, somehow put that um, whole thing, which you call a 4-1 sweep, a, a League of Shadows sweep. I mean, you saw Dark Knight Rises, Batman got a few jabs in. He's like, oh, yeah, I might win this one. And Bane just laughed at him. That's exactly what happened. The Lakers just laughed at him. So that's that. So you're going to basically have, well, either between Denver and the Clippers against the Lakers and then Miami and Boston, which Philly fans, you can imagine how they're taking that shit. I don't care. Like my team, my team lost. I don't care who wins. And it's not like people just about the Sixers. You need to start over because the Sixers trash. I'm like, now now the Sixers are trash. A 51 team with two young superstars, they want to start over. Trade Simmons. That's what you should do. Trade MB, <laughs> trade both. And I'll and I'll wrap it up with this. Until recently, you know, the last time the Sixers won 50 games back all 12 years in a row. You want to guess? You want to guess around what time frame who was playing on that team? What, Doctor J? Yeah, Doctor J and Moses Malone. Mm-hmm. Moses Malone is not alive anymore. Nope. Doctor J has very gray hair. Very gray. <laughs> yes. So that's all you need to know about how long ago. I always laugh at Sixers fans. That's why I'm going Sixers Twitter or Sixers, you know, message board. I'm like, y'all talk about winning with the Sixers. Y'all don't know what that looks like. Unless you like in your 40s, you have no idea what a winner in Philadelphia consistency looks like. So you have no re- you have no reference of talking about, you know, what they need to do, how they did, and they need to get let the Sam Hinkie thing go. Oh, Sam Hinkie, if he's still been here. He did, I'm like, it's a reason why he's not here. You go one at 29, you're gonna lose your damn job. And if you go one at yeah, one at 29. Think about that. It was a time, that's what their record was. And your number one draft pick that you pick instead of Christophe Porzingis, when you already had Nerlens Noel and Joel MB is getting in fights and driving a hundred on a bridge. <laughs> yeah, the league, the league is going to notice. Keep in mind, it wasn't like there was fans with you just saying, we don't care about winning, and you were honest. I was fine with the plan. But it was like, you already know the league watching anyway. You already know teams are jealous. And it's that same analytic thing. I don't need to talk to people. I got a plan. Everybody in computers. That's the problem. Like, it's too many sociopaths in basketball. Right. And I don't mean sociopath like Patrick Bateman. I mean sociopath like, I just worry about the results and the process, I don't need to deal with people. You're dealing with human beings. Human beings have feelings. You got to take that account when you're building teams. Not this whole, I got a spreadsheet like it's NBA 2K and I don't, you know, I can turn a motion factor off to zero and just make it do what it do. And they don't, you know, he came from that same class like Daryl Morey, him, Sam Presley, a whole lot of them. Like, you know, people make fun of like the players being GMs. Like they love calling Elton Brand a dummy. 
And I'm like, it's and it's a it's a lot of racial, you know. Well, he looked pretty. He got a suit on, but he ain't that smart. He just a he just a black puppet. It's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of talk on there that's kind of like turns me off. And it's a lot of talk was like, you know, ex players are basically morons. They don't know how to run stuff. We need to get somebody that went to Harvard. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm the next time when those Harvard GMs wins a championship be the first time. Well, one question to ask before we get get out of here: uh, if you had to pick, Nuggets or Clippers? Clippers, quiet losing, quiet losing to them. All right, people keep saying, it's the whole thing. People keep saying it's the same old Clippers because they're gonna blow up that. No, it ain't the same old Clippers. It's the history of the Clippers. Just keep in mind, when the last time we seen healthy Kawhi lose a series? I can't remember. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, keep in mind, San Antonio, they was the ones that beat, you know, Cleveland. They It was an argument that they could have beat Golden State had he not get injured. Did he come back to Toronto and they, they won the championship? Like, until Kawhi, until healthy Kawhi, current Kawhi loses a series, I ain't betting against him. I know it's easy to say, oh, it'd be the most such and such ever. Like I'm saying, you know, make jokes about playoff PR you want. You know, he actually been good this series. I'm not betting against Kawhi Leonard until you give me a reason to. Uh, same no, here. No offense, no offense to Jokic and no offense to Jamal, you know, Jamal Murray and putting up 40 points. But yeah. And I but offense to Michael Porter Jr., Mr. You know, he won he's another one of those anti-vaxxer, anti-COVID numbskulls. Oh boy. Anyway. It should it should be fun. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I have been enjoying uh the NBA being back, even with the circumstances the way they are with no fans and stuff. Because you kind of forget once you get into the games, it's just like, oh yeah, it ain't no fans, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. Just like with the NFL, you know who didn't you know forget about how this you know situation about Daniel House. <laughs> Hey, before we leave, hey man, that's a cold way for your uh, marriage to mess up. Ooh, that's a cold way for it to go out. In public. And they were like, oh, they just blasted my baby. Oh my goodness. They they were not discreet or anything about it. I mean, they made it very clear. And I don't blame them. Like, everybody's everybody trying to make sacrifice. Like, you have to make these sacrifices ahead of the season go off. And you messing around like that. It's like, yes, that's exactly what happened. Because the other people are like, shoot, I could have brought my shorty up in here. They told me no. It's like people staying away from their family, their kids, their girlfriend, like that. And you mess around with a, uh, a test taker. And then it's like, you know, once your name come out, if you marry, and Ooh. come on now, like, what you, yeah, uh, look, the married thing, that's your business. It's no longer like you do stuff like that in a public setting. It's on you. You knew they told you don't do that, and people made jokes. Do not do that, and you did it. Consequences with that. Yeah, it really is, and I, I know he feeling them. Uh, I don't think enough singing of flowers or ring <laughs> ring buying gonna help this situation. I think it's done. But anyway. Uh, we'll get out of here. Good to be back talking sports with you. Uh, we will be back next week, and we'll probably be talking a lot more football and who will be in the NBA. Uh, shoot, no, yeah, the final, what well, the semi, the conference final should be ending up. No, start. Well, they about to start up. Yeah, yeah start. One is tonight in the Eastern Conference. So we'll see where we at with that. Uh, 
yeah, until then, until next week, we are out. Peace. <laughs>